Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 24, The Aiken Formula, Myth and Reality. I never was more serious than I was when I proposed that we simply say we have achieved our objective in the war and withdraw from that part of the country. 1966, and the United States is in the thick of the most unpopular military engagement in its history, the Vietnam War. With approximately 250,000 U.S. troops in South Vietnam, President Lyndon Johnson is facing growing opposition to his policies. On October 19th, senior U.S. Senator George D. Aiken of Vermont delivers a speech from the Senate floor proposing a plan for solving the military and political dilemma represented by Vietnam. Labeled the Aiken Formula, the plan, as reported in the press, immediately captures the public's attention. The popular conception is that Aiken declared that the United States should simply declare a victory in Vietnam and get out. University uh, of Vermont history the... professor Mark Stoller. And he quickly took on legendary proportions as the only sane thing uh, to be said about the war and uh, fed into Aiken's reputation not as a hawk or a dove but as a wise old owl. What Senator Aiken actually said, however, was somewhat different according to Stoller's investigation of Aiken's speech and record. What he said was indeed wise, but in that speech, Aiken did not call for a precipitous withdrawal from Vietnam. What he called for was a de-escalation of American goals. His argument was that the original goal in intervening militarily had been to uh, prevent a victory by the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong that would have placed American forces in the area in obvious peril, obvious danger. Uh, that the escalation uh, that Johnson had undertaken since 1965 had indeed uh, checked the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong, um, but that somehow the goal had escalated to victory, um, military victory. So he wanted a de-escalation because he realized the goals were getting out of, out of hand. But also, it was a way to save face. And what Johnson was doing was painting himself into a corner. And the declare victory part is correct. Aiken had long-held ideas about foreign policy in general, and his statements about Vietnam fit into those long-held ideas. Avoid military commitment, if at all possible. Use your strengths, which are primarily economic, to achieve your objectives. Uh, and always tremendous fear of what militarization would do to the American political system at, at home uh, in terms of usurpation of executive power. Aiken had actually begun to speak against U.S. military buildup in Vietnam as early as 1963, although he did subsequently vote for President Johnson's Gulf of Tonkin resolution in 64 and for increasing military appropriations. But a visit to South Vietnam in early 1966 with a delegation led by Senator Mike Mansfield of Montana strengthened the Vermont senator's opposition. They were there when uh, the Metropole Hotel was blown up, and so many of our Marines were very badly hurt. Senator Aiken and Mike Mansfield were in the embassy at that point, and they went to the hospital to see the Marines. And I always remember Senator Aiken saying it was a bloody mess. Lola Aiken of Montpelier began working for the senator in 1941. 
They were married in 1967. And when they came back, uh, they were pretty sure we should get out of that war. They could see no end the way it was going. But President Johnson refused to listen, and Aiken delivered his famous, if misunderstood, speech. The uh, response was extremely favorable from everybody, from everybody, except the president. I think at that point, people were ready for it. The country as a whole thought Sandra Aiken was pretty wonderful. They accepted it from him, where maybe somebody else might not have come across quite as well. And the press liked Sandra Aiken, which is a great help. Numerous people were saying this at the time and had been saying it for quite a while. What Aiken was able to do was summarize it into that single sentence, which made everybody turn around and say, well, wait a minute. I think he was the right person at the right time with the right message. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.